praise team. You know, this was a great morning. Uh, for one, I got to sleep in until about 7.15. I mean, I don't, that's the first time I've done that on a Sunday in a long time. And uh, the reason I did that is because I don't have to preach today, isn't it? Uh, some of you are getting ready to clap. And I, I was watching carefully. I was watching carefully to see who they were. No, but it's great to have a little bit of a break myself. But you know what? I'm actually more excited, not just because I get a chance to, to, to hear someone else preach. I mean, that's a nice thing, too. But I am excited, too, because we've been talking about heroes of the faith for a long time. And the, the last uh, few weeks, we've talked about how we, too, can become heroes of the faith. We can join the ranks of the great heroes of the faith. Amen? Amen. And so today, we've invited one of the great heroes of the faith. Now, he would shoot me for saying that. Uh, but he's taken the gospel to a new place, and he and his, and his wife and family uh, have been stationed in Brazil, and they're taking the gospel there. And so at this point, I'd like to in invite someone that you all know about, Dave Carroll, to come and preach to us this morning. Thank you, Dave. That's ridiculous. Um, um, there's, I was sitting there. You know, thinking of all the things I can say when I come up here, and it's just like, there's so many things. I mean, you go talk about teens involved, you talk about the bike trip, you know, you see all the people. Um, I think my brother said, uh, are you nervous about being there tomorrow? I'm like, well, you know, it, last time, I didn't really, um, there wasn't a whole lot, peop a lot of people I remembered. Um, and that must have just been last year, because there are a ton of people here. <laughs> that have, have played a part in, in my life and that I appreciate uh, so much, uh, so much that uh, I'm not going to name all of them. Just my parents, who it's their anniversary today, 35 years. <laughs> now, 35 years isn't that long. You, you think of a 35-year-old as being very, very young, you know, obviously. But just imagine raising seven kids is... It's an eternity, so. Um, so, well, we, we have been uh, excited uh, where we're at uh, on our way to church uh, this morning. Sarah was even like, oh, I'm so excited to, to get back to Brazil. Um, we're, we're at a great point in our life. Um, we're going to show, show a video. It's a little bit different than a normal missions video. It's an interview with one of, uh, one of the guys that has gotten saved in our church. And he just kind of gives a different perspective. And then there's pictures throughout it that kind of show some of the things that we're involved in. Uh, and then after that, I will come back right back up here. Hi, I'm Gabriel. I live in Brazil in the city of Arco Verde. And I'm trying to learn English. And two years ago, I found David. I heard about him. And I invited myself to be part of his group of conversation. He has a group of conversation on Saturdays. They speak English all the time. And I met him. And I started to go to his house. He has a service. And he invited me to come. And I felt very welcome in his house. And I think last year, we started with a, with a band. And there were three of us, Ashley, Allison, and me. And I, I know how to play, I, I can play guitar, and I was there just to help. But then I felt that I could help more, and I started to sing, and to be more participative of the, the church, and I feel
try not to judge anyone. And I think that love is the main message from the Bible. And I take that as a plan to my life. Tonight, uh, we're going to do question and answer in my dad's Sunday school. So if, if you guys want to, if you don't have a Sunday school you're a part of, you can uh, go, go there and uh, we'll, we'll have more time to talk about that. We're going to be in Acts uh, this morning, Acts uh, chapter 11 um, and, and uh, chapter 13. And actually, we're going to start in Acts 1 really quick. But just Acts is, is a great missions book. When you, when you look at missions, um, it's, it, it's all about missions and uh, how the gospel started spreading. And 
it, it starts out that way. Acts, Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And that right there is actually an outline for the whole book of Acts. Uh, the gospel starts in Jerusalem, goes to Ju- Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And uh, so we're going to look at a church uh, this morning uh, from, from Acts, the church at Antioch. Uh, now, uh, here's, here's uh, Jesus given the Great Commission. And uh, here's a quote from the, the lead pastor uh, for our church plant. Uh, he says, I believe our church plant and training center in Arco Verge has the potential of becoming our Antioch. By that I mean that we could have a missionary sending church and base that could surprise us with its proportions and impact. Let's pray to that end. Uh, and we have been praying to that end. And, uh, you know, church, church planning takes time. And we're already seeing uh, some of those things happen that, that happened with the, with the church at Antioch. So we're just going to look at, at this church uh, this morning, Antioch. Uh, we're going to uh, make some comparisons uh, to, where do I point this? There, that way, okay. Uh, we're going to make some comparisons to our church. So if you look here, uh, here's a, a map of that time. And Antioch is right here. Jerusalem is down here. And so persecution happened and the Jews had to spread out. And so naturally, unless they, they rode a boat, which... Uh, we lived in the Amazon, and, and the boat trips weren't the best. So they went by land, and uh, we suggest that t- as well. Um, and so you have to pass through Antioch, and then you, you go to all these other cities. And this is Paul's missionary journey here, going all around. But he would go through Antioch and then go to these other uh, places. And so if you look at... Uh, a map of where we're at. This is the state of Pernambuco right here. Um, and right here is our target region. Right here is our city. Um, Arco Verde, right here. You can see the cities around it. And right here is a freeway, a highway, uh, that it goes through Arco Verde. So to get to these other cities, you have to go through Arco Verde. And that's why we kind of think of it as, as Antioch. It's, a, it's from the capital city, uh, which the capital city uh, is Hasifi. It's 15% evangelical, uh, lots of bigger, stronger churches. Uh, and then you go out to the northeast. Actually, all of north, rural northeast Brazil is under 5% evangelical. Uh, this area right here has 17 towns. 350,000 people and is under 3 to 4% evangelical, depending on the town. And a lot of that is prosperity gospel. And so that's, that's our target. And so we're, we're building the training center here, and Lord willing, we'll be able to reach out uh, to those other towns. Um, so, so today, I'm just going to ask some questions. Uh, we're going to read the text. I'm going to ask some questions uh, about the text. And I think I give you the answers. I don't think you give me the answers. But uh, the answers aren't commandments. You don't have to do them. Uh, They're just observations. 
Uh, of course, all the Bible's that way, right? Um, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we're doing in, in Brazil uh, as well. So let's go to the text, uh, Acts chapter 11, starting in verse 19. Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also. The Hellenists were Greek-speaking Jews, uh, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Uh, now we're jumping to Acts chapter 13, the first, first couple of verses. Now there were in the church at Antioch, prophets and teachers called Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Uh, let, let's, let's pray before we uh, get into the questions. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here at Heritage. Thank you for the uh, great missions church that it is. Uh, thank you for the missionaries that have come out of here, uh, the leaders that have been trained here. Um, and I pray that that would continue. Uh, God, I, I ask that you would uh, bless your word this morning. Uh, may we learn, may we apply it to our life, and may we apply it to our church. And uh, I just ask that the Holy Spirit speak through me this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first question I have here is, what does it take for a missions movement to start? Now, I'm going to use uh, the word missions movement. There's a technical missions term. I'm going to use it loosely. Okay, Pastor? Lo loosely used. So where, where missions is happening, uh, what's, what's going on? Uh, so the first thing we see... Uh, if, if we want to copy, this isn't going to be too popular. Uh, it's persecution. <laughs> the, the disciples left Jerusalem because of persecution. Jesus had said, go, and they had went up to the upper room and stayed. <laughs> so uh, they, but finally persecution happened and, and caused them to go. Uh, it would be sad if, if that's what it takes for the American church to really be strong in missions. Now, the American church has been strong in missions for a while. Um, missionaries are obviously still going. Uh, but, you know, persecution, when you think about that and everything right now, get a little nervous. I'm not going to talk much about that, but that's, that's just the fact uh, for, the, for the scriptures here. But, you know, the, the saying, I probably should have looked this up to get it exactly, but the, the, the martyrs are the, are the seed of the church. How much did I slaughter that? Uh, uh, when there's persecution, uh, the gospel spreads, basically. You guys can look that one up later. Dad, do you want to Google that really quick? He already was. He loves, he loves Google. 
Um, so Acts is a biography of, of the Holy Spirit. That's an observation for when you think about missions happening. Uh, missions happened in Acts, and all through Acts, uh, someone, someone said, if you, if you look at the beginning of, the, of Acts, you read um, an introduction to Acts, it might say that, that uh, Acts is all about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit moving. Even in, in chapter three, uh, 13 that we looked at, it said uh, they fasted and prayed, and, and the Holy Spirit kind of pointed out Saul and Barnabas to go. They were in tune with the Holy Spirit. And so what's the application for us in our church? Pretty obvious, right? Presence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, if we want missions to happen, we, we need the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and that's something personally uh, as well that we need, we need to apply. Um, I know for me as a, as a missionary, it's the, the doing is so easy to do. Um, uh, go do this, go do that, you know, uh, for God's glory, all that. And then we just forget that dependence we need on the Holy Spirit. And I, even being back in the U.S., you see the go culture. I mean, we're just like, go from this, go from that. You know, kids these days, they go to school, then they, they go to sports uh, for 14 hours because they have to be professionals at age six. Um, and, you know, there's that huge emphasis. It's just go from this to this to this. Um, and, you know, when, when do we leave time for the Holy Spirit? Uh, and and we, really, we really need him uh, in, in our lives. Um, another thing about Acts is it's a book of prayer. All through Acts is they're praying. And the Holy Spirit and prayer go, go hand in hand. Um, are we a church of prayer? Are we in, in tune with God, with the Holy Spirit, and with, with prayer? We're going to look at, you know, leaders being sent out, and how did they find out what leaders? Well, through prayer, uh, through, depending, through fasting, through dependence on God. Are we really dependent on God? One awesome thing about going to Arco Vergi, uh, in 2014 was when we, we started there, we knew no one in town, literally no one. They... They dropped us off. We were in a hotel for the weekend and then an apartment. And then they went back to Hasithi, the, the missionaries, and we were there. And it's like, all right, be missionaries here. You know, what, what do you do? You, know, you, you can't go over to your friend's house and you, know, you have to make friends. So at that point, my prayer life was awesome. <laughs> And then you get, you know, in the run of things and it kind of goes down. But at that point, we go to the park and I'm looking at all these people and I'm going, okay, Lord, who is it? Who's going to get saved here? Because I don't know anyone. And there's a, a real dependence on prayer. And I've lost that a lot. Because you get to know people, okay, I'm in my routine now and stuff. But, but we really need a, a dependence on prayer. As a church... Uh, and, I, and I've always appreciated the prayer emphasis here. Uh, we can't lose the prayer emphasis that we have uh, here. We, we need God for him to move. Um, and, and we need the Holy Spirit. And hopefully we don't need persecution, but who knows? Maybe it'll happen. Okay, so what are some characteristics of this missions church? Uh, the first thing I put down here is that it, it was diverse. Antioch was diverse. 
you can see a picture here of the, of the five leaders. Uh, our mission board does paintings. They try to get it as theologically accurate as possible. And uh, you look at Acts 13, the beginning, it, it describes uh, the five pastors, or, or you, you know about five elders there. Um, and here's a picture of them, and they're very diverse. Um, that's, that's great for a church. And uh, I know here has been, uh, heritage has been diverse as well, and that's, that's awesome to see. We need that. Um, I, I almost cried this morning coming over to this section to give them a hug. Yeah, this one right here. Um, just seeing faithfulness here. Um, yeah, and your Michigan State cheer. That's great. Um, I mean, it's, it's awesome to, to see, and, and we need diversity. We need to reach out uh, to different, um, different people groups. Uh, think of lately in politics. I won't go into it too much because you're not supposed to, but... Uh, I, I hope that the, the whole refugee thing brings an awareness to the church of our, um, our need to, to minister to different people groups. I mean, we talk about going to the world and the world comes to us. Uh, that's an awesome opportunity we have to, to minister, to serve people. I'll stop there. Uh, here's, here's another part of Acts. And I want to clarify, because you read in the text, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but it said that they were only speaking to Jews. That's not very diverse. Uh, this part of Acts is before they really, um, before uh, Peter saw Cornelius and um, all that, and before God really made it evident to the disciples that they needed to reach out beyond the Jews. Uh, but here's, here's a part from um, Acts 10. Uh, it says, so Peter opened his mouth and said, truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Uh, so God isn't just for, you know, a certain class of people, just for the Jews or just for uh, Americans or whatever. God is for the nations, for ethnos. Um, another thing we see uh, about this church is the teaching. So look at Acts eleven twenty six. It says, for a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many people. So this was Saul, Saul who was starting to be a missionary, um, and Barnabas. Uh, they would eventually be set, sent out, but they stayed here for a year uh, and just taught uh, solid teaching. Uh, I imagine that it was, it was more than once or twice a week. Uh, that they were meeting and teaching, but they, they taught. Teaching was involved. Uh, I don't know if you guys recognize the importance of this, but there's so, so many areas where you can just come into church, get a good message, good feel-good message, and go out, and you're good for the week, but you're not really learning. Uh, teaching is, and learning is so, so important. Uh, in Brazil, we have something called Servant Leaders, have you guys heard of servant leaders? I hope you have. And I hope you guys are, are involved. This is a great program. I've heard that there are great teachers around here, good-looking teachers uh, uh, for these, these seminars. But uh, a few years ago, uh, Cam Wolford spoke here. And my mom said, hey, Cam Wolford spoke here. Um, 
he wants to talk to you sometime. I don't know if it... He, I think she said he has an interesting program, servant leaders and stuff. And uh, Cam had been in candidate class with me in 2005 or 7. Um, and... Um, so I, I knew of him, so I, I talked to him, and he told me about servant leaders. And so we've, we started uh, getting that into Portuguese. So that's a major uh, ministry uh, we've been working on. It, it actually could be, uh, if I wanted to, just primary, just do servant leaders the whole time, because there's that much work that can be done. Um, and we're really excited about getting back uh, because we're going to have our building to go to and do seminars um, start going through the, the servant leaders program. So pray for, pray with us on that one. It's servus liberties. If you want to say it in Portuguese, uh, you don't have to. Uh, but I want to encourage you to be involved here. Uh, uh, the church needs leaders, and this this will train you uh, not just in church leadership. I mean, the classes are great that, in applying to life. Uh, it, it really, I mean, the, the conflict resolution class alone, I, I love that because, I mean, who here doesn't have conflict? Um, only if you're single can you consider raising your hand. I mean, everyone has conflict, right? Yeah, you guys got it. Good word. Um, so we have conflict to, to work through. Uh, we're, I'm doing the team dynamics class right now. I mean, working in a team. At, at work, you work on, on a team. Um, it, it, at church, you have teams that you're involved in. I mean, just, there's so much good, good material there uh, to grow. And the church needs leaders. Uh, the church needs leaders here for, for Kentwood, for Grand Rapids, for Michigan. Uh, and the church needs missionaries. The church needs pastors. Uh, the church needs leaders. Uh, I always, kind of a random thought here, I always thought like the, the list in uh, Timothy and Titus about deacons and elders, just the qualifications, we should all strive for that. Uh, I mean, you may not be a deacon or an elder or missionary or whatever, but uh, what's wrong with being qualified, Right? <laughs> I mean, we should all, all strive for, for Christian maturity. Um, and learning really helps with that. Okay. Uh, the, the other observation uh, about the, the church or characteristic is the good testimony that it had. So look back again to that, that same verse, the second part of the verse, um, 26 in chapter 11. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. What does Christians mean? Little Christ, right? Like, oh, you're just, you know, trying to be like Christ. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing, right? They had a good testimony there. Uh, the, the people could look at the church um, and uh, see that they were copying Jesus. Can, can people look at, at your life and, and say the same thing? Or can people look at the church and, and really see the value in the church and the community? If the church left, would the community miss it? Think about that for a second. If, if, if Heritage was gone, would the community be like, man, 
they were a great part of our community. They really contributed to the community. Uh, think of, in the, in the past, you know, the church was the schoolroom, you know? Just, you had the, whatever, the one, one house, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, it was essential to the community. Is the church that, that essential? Um, and I, I know that uh, Heritage does things because uh, Scott always posts about the blood drives here and stuff like that. Uh, but, but we need to, to serve the community, and they need to see that we're helping uh, rather than being a, a hindrance. Uh, here's, here's just a, one picture of uh, the building we have down there. Um, it is near completion. Uh, we're super excited about it. It's, it's a quality. It's, it was built so that we can train, so that we can teach uh, there. And we're excited about how we're going to do that. Uh, I already have a teacher lined up for May another pastor from the community trying to get that, them, those churches involved so that we can be a central training center uh, in the community as well as be a church. And so uh, pray with us for that. Um, what type of person uh, is involved here? Uh, just going to look at a, a couple guys. Barnabas, first of all. Uh, Barnabas was known as, what, the encourager. Um, when, when I think of encouraging, I think of edification. Uh, edification means lift up. And when I think of edification, I think of uh, this scale that is not visible to you guys. Sorry. So basically down here um, is uh, where we're at when we're born. We're born empty of God. And this is called the Good, good Soil E&D scale. It's based off the angle scale, but it basically talks about growth, uh, spiritual growth. Uh, so we all start empty of God, and we need to learn about God, uh, learn about him, learn that first monotheism, that there's one God, and learn about Jesus, uh, learn about the cross, uh, and then zero right here is where uh, repent and trust Jesus, uh, regeneration, uh, and then there's growth. Uh, when I think of edification, I think of this scale because everyone's different. Uh, there may be someone here who, who doesn't believe there is a God. There may be. I, I don't know. Uh, but I know there's plenty of people out there that believe that. Uh, and my goal may not be in that moment to make them believe in God or make them accept Jesus. My goal will be for them to maybe consider it, um, just because that's where they're at. But then there may be someone that's very close. They know about Jesus. They just haven't decided to follow him. And at that moment, I may be wanting to encourage them to get saved. Uh, hey, take that step. Take that next step and follow Jesus. It may be that. Or... You may be up here somewhere. Uh, you've been baptized or you haven't been baptized. Get, get baptized. That, encourage to get baptized. Uh, but wherever you are, encourage you to go up far, further on the scale. Uh, that's what I think of in, in encouragement. And, and my challenge to people is to try to uh, 
um, in our contacts with people, have them move up the scale wherever they're at, you know? Uh, it just kind of gives, for me, uh, you know, there's, in the past, there's been pressure, you know, get saved, get saved, get saved. Um, I'm not bashing salvation, it's great. <laughs> but, but it's not, when, when our command is to make disciples, it's to make disciples. Uh, making disciples is not exclusive to repentance and trusting Jesus. It's not exclusive to salvation. Uh, making disciples is uh, growing. It's salvation. It's growing them in their faith. It's training leaders. It's, it's all that. Uh, and so when I think of Barnabas, I think of someone who did that, who uh, encouraged people to take the next step in, in their Christian life. Uh, and so challenge to you guys is to take the next step and to encourage others to take the next step as well. Um, so that's Barnabas. Then you have Saul, uh, who was uh, great for the gospel, you know, how he was saved. I won't go into all that, but uh, he was uh, someone who had been trained very much uh, and who God used greatly and who sacrificed uh, a lot for that, sacrificed everything, you know. I think of the, the belt comment, the prophet that said, whoever's belt this is, if you go to Jerusalem, you're going to die, <laughs> you know? And he's like, well, I'll just go, you know? It <laughs> doesn't matter. My life doesn't matter. It's just, you know, my life is Christ. And, and we need to have that attitude as well. Uh, be, be willing to do whatever, um, whether it, it's stay here and, and work and, and talk to your colleagues about the gospel, talk to your classmates about the gospel, or whether it's to go uh, to the hardest place in the world uh, and preach the gospel. We need to recognize uh, that it's Christ that matters. Um, and just to plug in, we'd love some people like Barnabas and Saul with us in Brazil. So... Uh, the Holy Spirit's touching your life, you know, today. <laughs> um, we, we need more workers in Brazil. Uh, I mentioned uh, the 17 towns uh, that have less than 5%. Well, we're, I don't know of any other American missionary. Not that you have to be American to be a missionary there. There's some Brazilian pastors that will go there and work, but there's not a lot of presence there with with missionaries, and there's a lot of work to be done. And that's just the Sertão do Pajeu. The Sertão in general is all of northeast Brazil, the rural northeast Brazil, that is in very similar uh, situation uh, evangelically as, as this area. And so there's so much work. And that's just Brazil. That's just northeast Brazil. South Brazil is like 0.1% evangelical. Point one, I mean, it's, it's tough. We lived there for a year, and it's very hard, hard to work there, but we have colleagues down there that God is doing a work through them, and then you think of all the other places in the world that need the gospel. Uh, we need to be willing to go. Uh, so who should be sent? The answer is you. No, I'm just kidding. Who should be sent? Well, it could be. You guys weren't laughing at all, so maybe I was serious. Um, the church had five leaders here. Uh, Antioch had five leaders. Um, and they sent out who? 
Barnabas and Saul, which were, I believe, the main ones teaching. They sent out their best. Um, It's a picture of our leadership. Uh, But the Holy Spirit showed them uh, who needed to go. And the Holy Spirit said, Barnabas and Saul, separate from me, Barnabas and Saul. What did they say? Oh, no, God, we need them here, you know, if we're going to do the work here. They're essential leaders here. Uh, They could have, but they were in tune with the Holy Spirit, praying, fasting, and they knew that the Holy Spirit said them, and they sent out their best. Uh, They sent out top leaders. And we need to be willing to to do the same thing. Uh, We're excited with... Uh, what what's happening um, in our church as far as as sending out? You know, we're just starting a church, uh, but the first couple that was saved, Shikwinbia, they uh, were from a town 50 minutes away, Tupanatinga, and uh, they went back to Tupanatinga. So, you know. At the, that first year where we're like searching for people, Shiku and Bia were in the park. Sarah started talking to Shiku because their daughter, Alisi, who is now Evelyn, my daughter's best friend, uh, was riding a bike. And so they're, oh, how old? And they had been new to town, and it just worked out really well. And so they're with us, and then, then they go back home. <laughs> it's like, you know, how's that? That stinks. <laughs> But you know what? We're now doing a Bible study in Tupanatinga that has two other unchurched couples and then a few other people in it. Uh, and before we have our own our, our church established. So it's, it's neat to see how God is, is working. Uh, did you guys notice some wedding pictures? in the during, That was a surprise wedding for Gabriel and Andresa. They didn't know it was going to happen. So... So, uh, generally, uh, or lots of times, they get married in the court or in the cartori, the notary public. Um, they get married there, and they don't have like an official ceremony or anything like that. Um, or the official ceremony is there, and they don't do like a traditional wedding. Well, we we decided, uh, or she had said to Alice on our our main partner guy. She was like, you can do a reception for us. So uh, a few weeks later, we set it up. We told them it was an end-of-the-year get-together to bring a, bring a Coke. You know, we're going to have a good time or whatever. And we came early. When uh, Sarah de- had a major part in the decoration, and we have a wedding planner in our group. So she, she brought a dress. Uh, and so they came, and they got dressed on our, or she got dressed on our front porch. We have a little indentation. They held up a sheet, <laughs> and then walked in, and we had a wedding ceremony. Pretty cool, huh? So they didn't know. They walk off. Yeah, you're getting married. Okay. So uh, it was, you know, once in a lifetime experience. So anyway, they live and work two hours away at the end of the our target region, Sehataliada. But they're home to see their family every couple of weeks. So what will God do with that? You know, I don't, I don't know. But at this point, they're learning and growing in, in our church. 
and then they can go out there. So kind of the idea of, you know, going through Arcuvergi and on to that region is happening before we even have a church started. Um, and so we're, we're super excited about that. Um, and, and I hope that it's happening here with, with Heritage as well, that uh, we're sending mission. Obviously, we're sent through you all. Uh, so we are sending missionaries, and we have all the flags uh, here, which I always in, enjoy seeing. Uh, we are sending, but, but what about church planning here? Do we, do we need to plant another church as well? You know? Have you guys ever thought about that? Is that bad to say from up here? <laughs> I mean, the, the Great Commission tells us it's, it's not about us. Church life, it's not about getting your little group uh, staying compact here. It's about telling the world. It's about self-sacrifice. Uh, you know, I, I love I love seeing you all, but you all said, get out of here, go to Brazil. And so I went. Uh, you know, and, and it's, it's good it's, it's good being back, but you know, sometimes it's, it's good to go as well because uh, it's about the gospel. It's not about our, our comfort. Uh, and we need to remember that. So what? Uh, with all, all this information about the church, about Antioch, how does it, it apply to us? Um, first of all, is this church a missions church? Amen. Uh, yeah. Uh, is your life church guided by the Holy Spirit in prayer? Um, first of all, your life. You know? Uh, don't worry about the church so much if Individually, uh, you're not committed to the Holy Spirit. You're not inviting the Holy Spirit daily to make your decisions for you. If you're not saying, God, I need you. Uh, one thing I love about fasting, uh, which I don't do enough, is the mentality that it brings. Because I love food, you know? <laughs> and when I'm not eating, I'm like, I need food. I need it, I need it. And so then my, my mind is saying... God, I need you to get me through this day because I love food a lot. Um, and it teaches me to depend, uh, just like on that day when I have to depend on God to get me through the day. Really, every day should be like that, uh, where we are saying, God, I, I need you to get me through. I need you to, to direct me in my decisions. Um, and prayer as well, which, you know, they go really go together. Uh, are you in a place where you are learning? Um, obviously, Sunday morning, you're going to learn something. I know uh, Pastor Dave is a great teacher. He um, teaches the Bible. Um, and But Sunday morning is not enough. Um, as good as he, he can teach, it's not enough. You need to continue to learn. So, so where are you learning from? Um, and how is the testimony of the church? How is your testimony? How is the testimony of the church? Are there more things that we can do uh, so that the community won't miss us if we're gone? Will miss us if we're gone? Um, are you encouraging, edifying, uh, just like Barnabas? Are you lifting people up, people around you? In the home, uh, 
is that yelling helping your kids? I mean, not that you yell, but uh, how, how is your life in the home? Are you encouraging your children? Um, how about your colleagues? Are you encouraging them or are you pushing them away from the gospel? Um, we need to be sensitive to that. And is this church sending and planning? Um, who can we send out? We can always, always send out more. We can always be more dedicated. So those are the challenges. Maybe pick one or two that you need to work on uh, this week. And uh, let, let's pray, and then Pastor Dave's going to come up. Dear Lord, thank you so much for uh, this day and for your word. Thank you for the church at Antioch and uh, how you sent missionaries through it, how they sent missionaries out. And thank you for heritage and how uh, we send out missionaries here. God, I just ask that you would call more people uh, from heritage uh, to serve you on the foreign field. And I ask that you call all of them or that all of us would recognize our need to serve you wherever we're at. Uh, school, work, uh, at the supermarket, wherever we are, that we would encourage people towards the gospel. Help us to be sensitive to you, to the Holy Spirit. Help us to pray and depend on you and God I just ask that if there's someone here that needs to make a next step whether it be for salvation understanding their need for you as your savior as their savior and as their Lord or whether it be uh, to take a step of baptism church membership whether it be seek out someone uh, for discipleship, um, or whether it be missions. God, whatever that next step is, uh, that they would take it today.